All right, welcome to episode five of the To Comply or Not To Comply podcast. I'm your host, AJ Yan, founder and CEO of ByteCheck, the only all-in-one compliance solution in the industry. I'm really excited about today's episode. I'm joined by my friend and security leader, expert, all-around amazing person, Naomi Buckwater. Thanks for doing it. You're so cool. Oh, AJ, I love you, man. I'm such a huge supporter. You know, I think I'm technically like your first non-paying customer. So happy to wear that mantle. One day I will give you money. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. You did. I remember I wrote an article and I think you commented on it where you recorded yourself. You gave me the best feedback ever when we first launched. I followed the advice of Reed Hoffman and launched a product I was embarrassed by. And you recorded your live feedback of going through the tool. And it was so helpful, but so painful because I was like, nothing works like I wanted it to. So yes, you are. You are. You're a forever um, oh, gosh. history. I hope I didn't make it too cringy, but yeah, I'm glad it was helpful. Sometimes uh, my peer reactions are like as honest as possible, but I didn't hold anything back. So thank you for watching. I would encourage any startup founder to have their first customer do that because what I learned there helped us probably accelerate things for like six months ahead in like a very short time. So thank you for that. All right. Cool. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm a forever fan and, you know, obviously uh, rooting for you guys. Can't wait to see what you can do. Awesome. So yeah, obviously, you know, we know each other very well, but for the folks out there that don't know you, which I think is very difficult, but for the folks that don't know you, tell us about yourself. Oh yeah, sure. Love talking about myself, I guess. No, I'm kidding. I've been in security and technology for over 20 years. I'm currently the director of information security and IT at a small and mid-sized business called Beam Technologies, where our mission is to improve the experience for Dental insurance. Yes, that's exactly it. It sounds exactly as boring as it sounds. However, we use technology to do a lot of things that our current industry does manually. So we uh, are very tech forward. We have a lot of good things. My team is fairly small. I have about eight people. But my goal is to hire entry-level people. AJ knows this, and to train the next generation. So if you have heard of me, hopefully I haven't uh, turned you away from what my message is, is we are living in this timeline that I'm just hating right now, AJ. Like I can just see us in a future where everything is attacked. And I know that sounds kind of like desperately dire, but uh, think of like all the things that have public IP addresses. Like think about traffic lights and ER hospital systems that shouldn't be on the public internet. It's just ridiculous. And it's just been exacerbated since the beginning of the pandemic where you like hear of grocery stores getting ransomware and they can't even open their doors or whatever. And like all the eggs and produce go bad or like meat factories get shut down. Really? I don't even know, but like I can just see this getting more problematic because not enough people are in security. We don't have enough people. And how are we going to solve this problem? We need to hire more people. Like to me, it's very obvious. What we're doing now though, is we just out poach one another. We're like, hey, AJ, you need a security person. What, what is AJ going to do? Well, I can either hire and train someone, which he does, by the way, which is why I'm a huge fan. He will hire and train the next generation. But someone in his shoes would be like very, very tempted to just hire someone with experience and be like, you know, I'm just going to pay that person 20% more and then have them come in. Right. And that, that happens over and over and over again. But this is not a problem that we can just out poach one another for very selfish reasons. I want to have a life that's free from the effects of cybercrime. I want to like sit on the beach 
get fat. I want to move to Florida and be with AJ and just like play on the beach, like literally just sit on the beach, not worry about my dad and not worry if I can you know, go down the street and get hit by a car because someone hacked a smart car and now they're like controlling it remotely. Like <laughs> I want to just live a private life free from the effects of bad cybersecurity. So that's where I am right now in my life, AJ. Walk me off that cliff. How far, <laughs> how far off the cliff am I? No, you're not. And I think we need to have someone like you continue to champion it because I think you had a post recently, it might have been today, where you're like, I can't do this alone. Like, I'm going to hire entry level people. And I feel the same way because, like you said, you know, I do hire entry level folks. Like, we have one of our best employees had zero experience in cybersecurity. She started with us as an intern. She is now a full time employee and is doing amazing things. Like, our customers love her. She knows a bunch about AWS now. And it works like so i don't i'm with you like why do people not do this even more so i think it's you're not off the cliff like we always hear about these job shortages i'm like well yeah of course because you're going to the same places to hire people you're like not looking anywhere else so do you think the problem is i think there's a lot of problems but like is it we're looking in the wrong places is it the leaders like why are people not doing this oh my gosh i think it's like it's just too risky. Like, think about it from a business perspective. You want to find a good person that has been proven in the job, that can do the job, whatever, because they have a history of it, and they're just not willing to accept the risk. However, I think there's a ways to mitigate the risk. If you think of information security as risk management, this is just another thing that information security can be better at. Let's risk manage our own hiring pipeline. Like we can do it. And there's ways of doing this. You do really, really good interviews. You find people in unconventional places, aka diversity in all different ways, diversity of thought, diversity of gender and identities and race and all that stuff. It's all very beautiful. And when you look in the right places, you can find the most amazing, amazing freaking people. And that's what I'm saying. Like they're out there. You just have to, have to, have to look and you have to find, you have to ask them the right questions. You can't go into an interview and be like, what port is SSH on? Like you can't ask those questions. Those questions aren't, are stupid. They don't work. You want to ask them questions about like what they think about information security, why certain things are in the way they are in security, what it does, like what different technologies do, how they all play together. Those are the questions you want to ask. And, and here's the problem, AJ. I realize this because I used to be really bad at it. The reason why we're bad at hiring is because we don't have the resources and the training and like no one ever taught us. And we're just bad at it because we're not supposed to be good at it. Like we're good at security. We're terrible at hiring because we're not experts in hiring. We're not experts in interviewing or writing job descriptions or any of that. So why not learn? Why not get better at that? And a lot of that self-awareness came to me later on in life. I am pretty old. Like old, older than I'd like to admit, but it's more of one of those things is once we become self-aware and we realize what we're bad at, we can start solving the problems. And I think I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, wow, I am pretty bad, pretty shitty at like so many things. Let me like work on myself and let me try to figure out how to be better. So that's where I am. It's like weird because in cybersecurity, we all know that technology changes often. You know, one's an expert on anything like you have to continuously learn. But then like we over optimize in the interview process for people that know things. It's like, well, we're going to have to teach them anyways. Like however they know security from wherever they were completely different here. So I got to learn anyways. And then people are like, 
scared to, to train people. It's just strange. I would love to hear, I know you have a success story, right? Of hiring an intern and then they became a full-time employee. And maybe some people just need some motivation. Maybe they just oh, need yeah. to hear like what worked. So I'd love to hear your success story of bringing on entry-level folks through internships into full-time roles. Oh, for sure. Actually, I've had, I have multiple success stories. Like the, the one person that you're talking about, the opera singer, she is just one of many. So on my team, like I've only really had like nine or 10 people ever report to me, right? So I am kind of a baby manager, uh, I would say over the years. But that's that's probably true for a lot of security people. We're not going to have gigantic teams. like We're just not. But the people that I have hired, every single one of the entry-level people that I've hired have been fully successful. So I'm talking like 50% of the people or either entry level or early career. And they're just amazing, amazing, amazing people. But the one person you mentioned, the intern, I like talking about her because she is absolutely unconventional. In fact, the, the when I hired her, I'm like, ooh, I think I just, I went too far. There's no way she can do this. Like I had doubts, right? I'm just like, she can't be that good. It's way too hard. Like even me, like the most very, very optimistic person for like new hire and new talent. I was like, oh no, an opera, there's no way you can never do this. It's, it's just way too hard. Okay. So, so this is what she does. She comes in, we get her to write IT security playbooks. In her interview, we had her do like a project. We're like, read the SANS white paper. It's about incident response. Tell me what the white paper is about and what the most important part of incident response is, right? She knocks it out of the park. She kills everyone else in the interview process. And, and you figure this out. You're like, holy smokes, it's all about critical thinking and putting together things and like understanding concepts and like, okay, let's give this girl a chance. She comes in, passes her security plus in 90 days, actually probably less. She gets like an 800 something, which is like unheard of, you know? And this is a, this is a woman who has no technical experience doing anything. Not only that, she has no corporate experience. So she she came in from like a world where she had to like teach students online, like from China. Right. And she was like a nanny and she was like an opera singer. And you're just like, I was blown away. And then when I started realizing that it's not that difficult, as long as you have the right person in the right environment with the right teacher, I'm like, Oh, that's what happened here. So I let her shadow me. I let her like watch me as I talk to internal people, external people about bringing in good security practice. Like, and I had her like do training. I had to create a whole roadmap for her about like, here are the next 10 weeks. You're going to do this, this, and this. You're going to talk to these people. Or you're going to read these books. You're going to go to these webinars. And she knocked that out of the park too. Now she, she was made full-time, right? So after her internship, full-time job, great. By the way, everyone knows this. You can pay them very, very little <laughs> and just, and they're okay with it because they don't know it. Anyway, that's an aside. So b benefit for people who are listening. She got a full-time job. And then I'm like, all right, great. You're going to be our IT security operations person. You're going to do a lot of tactical stuff. And she's like, got it. She figured out the DMARC stuff, DKIM, SPF. She set up DMARCian for us. Lots of different systems that I'm just like, I don't really want to deal with this alerting. You can do the endpoint protection alerting. You can do all the alerts, do all the alerts for us, right? And so she figured out process and improvements and figuring, she just made all these connections where I'm just like blown away at how easy it was for her just because she can read and she can learn and she can find things and make connections, right? So, and now I'm just excited for her. She actually just got promoted. So now she is no longer an entry-level junior cybersecurity analyst. She is a regular old cybersecurity analyst. So she is now mid-level. And I'm so proud of her. I'm so stinking proud of her. I just leave her alone now. She just does whatever. And she's only been in technology since April, last April, less than a year. And here's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't think she's unique. I mean, absolutely, she's special. But 
But here's something that I don't talk about. I didn't look very hard for this woman. I did not try. Like it was literally, I didn't even post the internship on the careers page. I literally had my recruiter who was an internal internal HR recruiter, she went out and she went on a Facebook group for opera singers. She's like, hey, I'm just going to open it up. And we opened it up into two places. It was the opera singing Facebook group, which attracted like maybe 10 people. And then there was like, a, um, what else? It was like a community college in Ohio that because yeah. we're based in Ohio. And so we posted it there too. And then out of that group, we ended up, and I had a couple of networking connections that I interviewed also out of like 18 people we had like nine people in the final round after the final round we had like two to go through like the culture fit kind of stuff and then uh we picked um the opera singer and that's the thing i don't think she's unique i think if i had opened it up even wider like if i had cast a net even wider i would have gotten like hundreds of applicants with like dozens of wildly good can and that's what i'm saying i'm like i think they're out there i think you guys just have to look and try just try a little harder yeah instead of hoping for someone to come like i don't know i'm 100 so when i did uh when we hired the young woman at uh at bike check i just did a tweet i just posted a tweet and said hey i'm gonna hire intern 20 dollars an hour no experience required send a video into this email we had over 50 applicants of people with, and I told my team, like, let's narrow it down to four, or no, let's narrow it down to three, and I'll, I'll meet with them. We'll do a final interview once we narrow it down to three. They couldn't even narrow it down to three. They, they, gave, they brought me five. because They're like, we can't make a decision. And then out of the five, I was only supposed to choose one. I chose two. Um, and the one, this is, this is how I know you, what you're saying is right. One of the people we chose took an offer at Deloitte. <gasps> at the same time that we offered him. And I was like, hey man, like the goal was to get you into cybersecurity. So you did it. Congrats. Like whether it's with bite check or not, like I'm glad that you had this, you know, this was a part of your journey. But like they're out there. Like that's to your to your point. They're so like, out there. They're so out there. There's, there's like so, it's, oh people just God. aren't trying. <laughs> yeah, I know they're not trying or or they just think that cybersecurity is that difficult, right? Which is I'm like trying to change the mindset and be like, okay, let's let's focus. Let's think really critically about why you think it's difficult, right? Like like cybersecurity is difficult, but you can learn all of it and you can just take someone who's very, very smart, right? And I think a lot of a lot of us can like we have this ego thing where we're just like, no, we must be the smartest and no one else can do this stuff. And it's like really, really? I think uh, cyber pros take themselves too seriously. <laughs> way too seriously. We, we don't laugh. We don't smile. We don't have any fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm just, and I tell people this, like, look at Bitecheck as a success story. Like, you hire people out of the internships. Like, you told me this once before, where you hire them, you give them, like, X dollars number, X dollars per hour, and then you give them, like, a little 30, 90-day window to, like, prove themselves. And then after, that's when you make the full-time offer, right? And so I'm like, wow, we can do that in a lot of different areas in cybersecurity and really make that work for us, right? And so I had the same thing when our opera singer intern started, $20 an hour, 35 hours a week, you know, because of the benefits issue, right? I, I hate America for that reason. So, <laughs> so you give them, you, you pay them just a little under the, the full time. And then, um, you know, you give them 90 days to like just kind of see if they're any good. And, and she, I wasn't convinced that she would be the, the full time that I needed until I recognized her potential. And yep. the reason I could recognize her potential is when I asked the right questions. And I said, I said, how is she smart? I said, how? I had to look deeper into her instead of like, 
are you smart? Yeah. No, it's like, how is she smart? And then I realized she brings way more intelligence than I'll ever have. She, this lady knows like three different languages fluently, including German. You're just like, okay, so someone, you can do this. Like, it's not that difficult. And I even asked her because she had no idea any of this. So she, she wasn't even interested in cybersecurity. It was more like, yeah, I kind of, I can see myself doing that. Let me just try it. Right. And then I asked her later, I'm like, because she mentioned, oh, I feel bad that other people struggle to get into cybersecurity. And I, it was just so serendipitous for me. It was just so easy. And I said, well, at the time that you got the job, did you think it was anything outside of the norm, right? Did you think getting an internship with no experience was outside the norm? And she goes, no, that felt totally natural. I'm like, I know it <laughs> is because I didn't expect you to know anything. And it was my job to teach you and give you the right resources and for you to learn. And how horrible is that? And she goes, yeah, that was right. That was the right way of doing it. And I'm like, now I'm just trying to tell everyone else the same thing. It's like that message where you're like, yes, they can do it. They're a lot smarter than you think. Just give them a chance. Yep. I think the way that you did it too is really intentional. Like you, you gave her the sans white paper and said, Hey, tell me what you think. Then they got you. She got there. You were like, let's get security plus in your first 90 days. So it's like you gave, you gave her a bunch of chances to prove, you know, that this is something that she really wants to do and then also acquire skills. And as we finish up here, I'd love just to any tips on that. Like as people out here, like, you know what? I am motivated. I am ready to go start hiring entry level people. What do you think sets them up for success? Oh, man. Okay. So I got a couple of resources here I'd love to share with you. I'm actually creating a LinkedIn course just for this. It's building the next generation of cybersecurity professionals. It's going to have a lot of content on like, who do you look for? What unconventional places are you looking for? Right? What to ask them? What kind of take-home projects instead of technical interviews would you do with them? And like how to build them up for success. So I have that coming out. I'm also the director of a nonprofit called Cybersecurity Gatebreakers. We're doing a lot of work kind of behind the scenes on building content and create creating things that will help hire managers build the next generation. So like very, very practical tips on like, how do you actually write a job description? Like very basic things like that. How do you do a technical interview that's not just asking about port numbers, mm-hmm. right? So it's like very practical tips. And so we're engaging with other different nonprofits around the country and around the world. My nonprofit is international. We have so many different volunteers from around the world, and I'm so grateful for that. But we're constantly trying to just get a little better every day. You'll see a lot more in the future months. We're not quite ready to release yet, but we are working. We're trying to build those partnerships and lay that foundation. So, but if you are looking for resources now, I would say like, for me, this is what happened for me. I just did a lot of self-reflection and that really helped me out when I said, okay, let me pause for a second, Naomi. You're not you're not the shit. You're actually like pretty terrible. You got fired that one time. Why did you get fired? Okay. It's because you were, you were terrible, right? <laughs> like, like once I started self-reflecting on like why bad things happened to me, I could no longer blame other people. I could only blame myself. And once I started blaming myself on things, I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. And I didn't, it didn't hurt me to think that. It like helped me grow. And once I realized I could grow in so many different areas, then I'm like, I need to share this with people. And so like, that's all I'm asking is just do a little bit of self reflection and realize that, you know, maybe you aren't just a victim here of your, like your own circumstances. You have your own authority to change your life. Like go ahead and try to change it. Go ahead and do things for yourself. It's okay. Don't wait for like someone else's approval. Go out and do it. It's okay. That's a perfect way to end. Don't wait for someone else's approval on the, oh, yeah. the to comply or not to comply podcast. That is a perfect thing. So thank you so much, Naomi. I really appreciate you spending time with me. This is amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you.
If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review. If you didn't enjoy it, also leave a five-star review. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Uh, thanks, Sam. Thanks, guys.